you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host. Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. I decided to sing it for a change. So we'll let the, we'll let the uh, Iron Lady opera singer have a break this uh, this day. Uh, welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. Remember to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives because of the five-star review over there on the iTunes. Uh, go to goodreads.com for chess chris voss linkedin.com for chess chris voss chris voss.com chris voss.com no don't go to chris voss.com that's uh, some snl guy um uh go to chris voss facebook.com you know all the things i think the same every show and if you haven't referred people to it well then i hope you lay in bed at night going i feel so guilty if not whatever uh we have an amazing new author on the show and she evidently kicks ass i i think from when i've looked at her stuff um she is owning that uh brand uh angie coley joins us on the show she has her newest book that's coming out november 27th just in time for black friday where you can give it away to all your friends neighbors relatives for christmas it makes the perfect christmas gift as it were uh it's called permission to kick ass creating i'm sorry let's recut that Permission to kick ass, creatively rebel against the old business rules without selling your soul or losing your mind, both of which I have done, and that's how I got here. That's how I got this job, <laughs> selling my soul to Satan. I got five bucks for it. Uh, Angie is a business mentor for Rule Breakers and Rebels. She believes creativity is one of the most valuable assets on the planet and that people not profits or processes are the most important part of business. Her mission is to help you how to grow your business with more confidence and less stress without becoming a completely different person losing your edge or going on the murdering spree wait that wasn't in the bio i just added that uh Angie i approve of that edit the, never do the murdering that's what the judge said they can't do anymore angie has a master's degree from uh, carnegie mellon and has consulted with and run creative teams for jeff walker's product launch formula masterclass lowe's copy chef uh or copy chief actually orzy media and robert kiyosaki's rich dad brand when he's not when she's not you know i don't know what richard kiyosaki's doing but when she's not writing uh, or publishing new episodes of her podcast permission to kick ass you'll find her on the road living as a full-time nomad with her cats stella and ollie all kicking ass welcome to the show how are you angie I'm doing great. I, I I told you before we started recording, the energy is making me feel good. And I, I got to be honest, I felt like you sang the intro for me. Did you not know I was a blues singer? Oh, really? I didn't even know I sung in blues. I'm so awful at singing. We could have done a duet thing, like could have made it a whole production. My singing is that good, isn't it? People tell me they turn the show off when they hear it. So that's why we hired that. Uh, that's why we hired that opera singer. Normally we have the opera singer come in. Where 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 is the opera singer? Is she here? That's normally what we do, but I couldn't get to the button in time, so we left it off. <laughs> you know, she needed a break. She's got a lot. She's she's wearing that iron, 
uh, opera, Iron Lady opera thing from the Bugs Bunny uh, thing that's always in my head. But uh, it was in the horns. Yep. There you mm -hmm. go. Everybody, everybody knows that probably except for Gen Z years, but no one cares. Uh, so, uh, Angie, give us your dot coms uh, where people can find you on the interwebs and a 30,000 overview of your new book. Awesome. Uh, well, you can find me at permission to kickass.com. That's all one word. That's where you'll find out about new episodes of my podcast, everything that I'm doing with my travels and my business. Uh, 30,000 foot overview of the book is it's everything I wish I had known the first time I tried a business because I went out on my own and I failed very, very miserably. <laughs> and that's usually what a lot of entrepreneurs do. So what, mm -hmm. what happened after that? Um, well, I mean, I, I wound up at one point living on my best friend's couch. Picture mm. it. It's three adults, three cats, and a baby in a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment in Mountain View, California. It got like pretty miserable. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been at some point if, if that... If anything was going to lead to any kind of murderous rage, it was going to be staying in that much close proximity yeah. for much like longer a, than we did. Sounds like a friend's <laughs> spinoff. Uh, there you go. So yeah, uh, give us a 30,000 overview uh, of, of what you put in the book, how you uh, help people do better at kicking ass and taking names. I think it's really about learning to trust yourself, especially in a society that has really indoctrinated us mm. into becoming good workers and following all of the steps. Well, I followed all of the steps several freaking times because apparently it takes me a long time to learn my lesson. And each time when I got to the end, I was like, where's the happiness that I was that Where is the success and the happiness that I was promised? Turns out it doesn't quite work that way when you're trusting mm. somebody else's process instead of your own. There you go. It it doesn't, you know, it's, it's their happiness. Uh, mm -hmm. their, you're just a cog in the wheel and you're just, uh, just part of the slave ship there. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's why billionaires always like get back into the office. You guys need to work yeah. more. It's like, you don't work at all. Shut up. So yeah. there you go. And you don't pay me was, crap. So there you go. It was really hard to work in the office too. I am a creative by trade. When I was in the office as a copywriter, I can't tell you how many mm -hmm. times somebody came over to my cube and said, Hey, you got a minute. Poof. That thought was gone, never to be recovered again. And that could have been the million dollar idea, but somebody had to come over and interrupt me. That doesn't happen at home, incidentally, billionaire guys. Just saying. There, there you go. There you go. I was that happened to me one time. I was filming in my house and I was thought I thought to myself, you know, this would be a really great thing to get people to pay for this. And then OnlyFans started. No, that's <laughs> not my job. I still <laughs> people on a journey there. Um, yeah. So uh, what are some tips and advice that you give to people in the book on how not to become that cog in the wheel? Uh, I think it's to trust in the fact that creativity is super important, as you mentioned in my bio, uh, especially now that AI has come onto the scene. Mm. I'm already starting to see it. I know other business leaders are starting to see it. People are freaking outsourcing their thoughts to these bots. People mm. are not understanding how to think creatively, how to solve problems for themselves. If they get stuck, they turn to the bots, right? And it's mm -hmm. like any kind of muscle, if you're not exercising your brain, you're going to lose all of those neural pathways and those connections. You're not going to be able to think anymore. So I think the new currency is going to be creativity. It's going to be human connection. It's going to be being able to demonstrate your expertise instead of just talking about your expertise, because now we got bots to talk about our expertise for us. So how do you articulate yourself? Ah. It takes practice and it takes trusting your own intuition. 
There you go. You know, you talked about in your bio about how creativity is the most important thing ever, I believe. I was trying to find it really quickly here. But mm -hmm. um, I think you're right. Um, I mean, creativity is important in the propagation of the species. Hubba hubba. Um, <laughs> you know, every great new product innovation comes from being creative. You know, if we weren't creative, we'd still be, I don't know, we'd still be sitting around, you know, we don't create the wheel or fire and we're just sitting in a cave or something if we don't get creative. So mm -hmm. the whole world hinges on our ability to be creative and come with new things, think new things and come with, with new stuff. Oh, yeah. I think you yeah. nailed it, too, because so often people tell me that, oh, well, I'm not a creative as if a creative is a thing. Yes, mm -hmm. there are artists. I'm a writer. There are musicians. There are people that work in creative fields as creatives. But there's creative engineering. There's creative accounting. <laughs> Whether or not that's legal is up to you. But there, <laughs> there's creative ways to tackle about any problem that needs solving out there. So I, I, I also really want to redefine creativity because it's just connecting two thoughts that don't seem to be connected in a way that's new and interesting or useful. There you go. Creativity is a superpower, according to your website. I would I would highly agree with you. And and the AI being able to innovate now with the AI and come up with stuff. And I mean AI, you know, sometimes we'll throw in questions for uh, the show into AI, and it can, it'll come up with some really good questions. Um, mm -hmm. There's different ways that rewrite stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of crazy some of the stuff it comes up with. You've seen some of the images that it will take and make. You're like. Hey, yeah. uh, create uh, mixed ninja uh, ninja fighting turtles with American pie and see how that what does that <laughs> look like? You know, it's stupid shit that you're just like what? And but then you see it and you're just like, wow, that's kind of funny. Eh? Mm -hmm. um, that actually, that actually, that's better than Monet. F fuck Monet. I saw a yeah. good one the other day that was yeah. like they asked AI to come up with kind of a human representation of every state. And the one when it got to Florida, it was like this lizard man. I don't <laughs> lizard alien man in a straw hat and a Hawaiian shirt. And I was like, that "Sounds appropriate." I mean, I lived in Florida. That could be pretty fairly accurate, depending on the neighborhood. Florida man. <laughs> it always always rules the headline. Anytime you see Florida man, it never ends well. Mm -hmm. there you know, it's never it's never it's never like Florida man saves baby from drowning. It's never. No. No, it's always like Florida man ate someone's face off with bath salts, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, I'm not ever going there." Um, yeah. That Disneyland ride is awful. It sounds like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what are some other tips that you advise in your book um, that can help people out there? It's really boiling things down to the simplest possible solution because often that's the thing that we're the most scared to do. So when we're we're in that, that fear space, it's really tempting to add in extra steps or go study another thing or go take another course or new, try a new tactic, add all of these layers of insulation in between me and the yes or no that's uh -huh. gonna happen at the end of the and so I, I tell people that the aha came to me when I realized the difference between outbound marketing and inbound marketing. Most of us that go into entrepreneurship for the first time are taught about inbound, the mm. funnels and the building, the authority content and the tripwire and the lead magnet and getting all of these people to come to you. Yes. And 
that's the long game. That's not going to show any traction for a while unless you're willing to pay ads or go out there and get partnerships to like really goose this traffic engine. If you want to get started fast and you want to make money and you want to validate the offer, you got to get comfortable going out there and saying, hey, I have a thing for sale. It does X, Y, Z. Do you need this thing? Cool. Let's talk. There you go. And then create deals. And that is so profoundly uncomfortable for people, myself included, that that was a big part of my strategy when I went out the second time and, and succeeded at my freelance copywriting career. I just started reaching out to people and saying, this is what I'm doing. Do you need yeah. help? Do you know anybody that needs help? Let's talk. Tell tell people this is my thing and put your shingle out there and wave it all around. That's what works on my mm -hmm. OnlyFans uh, channel. Uh <laughs> No, but yeah, you, you never know somebody's going to sell until you put it out there. Uh, you never know until you, you know, make your offer to people and say, hey, I want to do some business. I got some stuff to do. Um, there's a million billion people in the world. There's a few billion, actually. I yeah, last time I checked. Um, and, you know, there's there's lots of uh, sales opportunity and everyone's at different places in their life and their needs are different things. But it seems like there's, you know, judging by the amount of magazines there are for every different variation of hobby you could have or interest you could ever have um or a website or a porn site um i don't know why we're doing callback on that um, <laughs> but, but basically basically some callback jokes are just that good you're um, on a roll today <laughs> yeah i'm on a roll there's a lot of only fans going on um the uh do i get a check from them for these plugs so um you know there's 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 a lot of this going on until you until you ask for the sale you know you can't close one Mm -hmm. And so many people are convinced that they've got to have the idea that it's got to be perfect. And this is why we see folks, myself included, when I first got started, uh, got to have the perfect brand name, got to have the colors in the palette, got to build the website, and it's got to have the perfect, like, I got to get it all perfect before I can put it out there. Uh, I don't know if I can swear. My first instinct was to sure. say BS mm -hmm. or bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit. Uh, you, you don't have to have it all perfect. You can screw your way up all the way to the top and keep messing up up there. I mean, mm -hmm. how many people think Elon is doing things 100% right right now? The guy's still rolling in his... He's Scrooge McDucking in his billions at night, so I think he's doing just fine. I think um, the one thing that's working for him is the Ketamine Cowboy stuff, so... Uh, <laughs> with that, buddy. We can see it. We can see it not working on your Twitter feed. Yeah. We but. just got to detach from that ego. Like if somebody doesn't want to work with you, that's not a reflection on you. It doesn't mm. mean that your offer sucks. It doesn't mean that you'll never work in this town again. It literally just means that that is not something that they're into right now. That's all yeah. that is. And yeah. so I really want to help, especially creatives that know how to, uh, you know, I'm talking like copywriters, graphic designers, photographers, we know how to create something out of thin air, out of our imaginations. It can be really hard to detach from that mm. when someone doesn't like it. <clears throat> So yeah, it's a work. It's a piece that I created that I built for somebody else. My job is to put the art out into the world, not to control how it's received. And that's more of the stuff that I want to see in the world. More creative yeah. people yeah. out there valuing it just as much as the tech. Put the art out there. If they don't like it, it's their problem. I think George yep. Carlin said that, you know, if you write good jokes and they're funny in one town or most towns, but you go to some towns and they just die, most people are just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one down for not coming back to this place again. Yeah, yeah. George Carlin's just like, if they didn't find it funny, but it's funny elsewhere, and then you know mm -hmm. it's funny, those people just don't worry about those people. They'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I think uh, a lot of these aspects are important. One of the things you talk about uh, is 
unlocking your inner resilience, thriving in times of chaos. We've kind of been through some chaotic times lately. In fact, it seems like a daily thing now. Uh, how do we find our inner resilience? I think that's all part of a function of trusting your gut and trusting yourself to figure it out, hmm. which a lot of us don't have these days. I've told a story on other podcasts about kind of how I got to this point and what got me after five years to actually publish the book. And it started with being dumped at the oh. uh, end of the first year of the pandemic, late 2020. Mm -hmm. I had everything. I was in the process of buying a house with my then partner. I was running a marketing team for a very big name in internet marketing. Think like Tony Robbins for online business. Wow. And was working up the guts. Took me about four months working up the guts to, to turn in my notice to this job and start my podcast, Permission to Kick Ass and write my book. Oh. And um, six days after I turned in my notice, he said he didn't love me the way that I loved him. And he was moving into the new house that he bought behind my back. And I was like, holy oh, crap. crap yeah. There's a story yeah. for the book. <laughs> yeah. There Talk about go. having to figure it out and your world turning upside down. Like, I know that that is not the most devastating thing to happen. But at the time, I was pretty devastated. It's pretty up there. You know, then yeah. you, you don't have a house anymore. And then you ain't got no job. Yeah. And, and uh, I had this sad and that happened in a space of minutes. I went from having everything to having pretty much nothing that I had planned on. Wow. But in, I, I got sad, of course, because everybody gets sad after a yeah, dumping. Yeah. But then I got pissed off <laughs> and was like, he's left me with some options. Right. And I'm fortunate yeah. to have options instead of hard choices. But I don't like any of these freaking options. Yeah. So you know what? I've always wanted to travel and I could never get one of these idiots to go travel with me. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out how to how to travel with a cat to places I've never been to with people that I don't know while trying to build a business and figure out how to launch a podcast. Talk about throwing yourself into the deep end. There you go. I mean, sometimes that's how you get through these times and figure out where the next step is, is you've got to, you, you got to, you know, it's kind of like trying to find your step across a pond or a minefield. You've got to hang your hand, your leg out there and, try and figure out which stone is the one to step onto, or, or maybe you find some new stones, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So basically you reached a point with him, uh, when he broke up with you and you lost the job where you're just like, I'm here for bubble gum and kicking ass and I'm all on a bubble gum. That line from that famous <laughs> movie. I love that quote. <laughs> well, it's really interesting because I, you know, I was really close with the people that I worked with on that team when I told them what was happening, because of course, you know, I went AWOL for a little bit while I was processing the first couple of days. Yeah. And they're like, hey, how's it going? I told them what's happening and they go, oh, you can come back. Like they offered me my job back. Wow. They offered to undo everything. They offered to keep me around. But something in my soul knew that if I took that safe road, that I would probably work there forever. I would be too scared to ever wow. follow my own gut, follow my own path. And so that was part of the impetus to just like take this show on the road and figure it out. And that was one of the first lessons that I learned on the road and, and you know, why I call this permission to kick ass. Sometimes you got to choose to do the thing and just trust yourself to figure it out after you've already committed to it. And, and, and so you commit to it, you'll never know. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll never know. So you, you have to commit. You've got to, you've got to go all in because if you don't, you know, you don't, you don't know where it's going to be, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great line. I was, I'm here for bubblegum and, or I'm here for bubblegum and kicking ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh, mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, so um, now you do some consulting and coaching, I think on the side too, as well. Is that true? 
I do. I do. I work with creative service providers, thought leaders, um, basically people that use intellectual property and create businesses out of that. Um, That's what my master's degree is in. Uh, It was a weird creative hybrid degree for designed for Hollywood to help make the shows and the movies that keep that business running. Um, Mm -hmm. So I help them figure out how to add more fun into their business, how to leverage the ideas that they've already created and create more revenue streams Mm -hmm. and do it without losing themselves, losing their minds. I'm big on not losing your mind if you don't have to. (laughs) Sounds like you've been through some lose your mind experiences. So you're good at helping people, (laughs) uh, you know, overcome that and come back off the, off the roll. Uh, and then you've got your podcast where you, uh, talk to people about kicking ass and taking names, I suppose. Um, it's, it's, the show that I wish I had the first time I started as an entrepreneur, because for a long time, I don't know if you go to business conferences or, or anything like that, but you see these shiny, successful speakers on stage giving their presentation about like one weird trick I used to add a million dollars to my bottom line in the last six months, right? And it's perfect and it's polished and it's practiced and they're selling from stage. And it's real easy when you're not at that level to put some judgment on yourself that's not necessarily accurate. And that was me when I first started my business. Like they're up there shining. I'm over here perpetually fucking things up. I am never going to be up there. I'm never going to have it figured out like that. And then at one event, I happened to overhear one of these shiny, happy star speakers at the bar talking about how they lost their biggest client and got hit with a lawsuit at the same time. And they didn't know what they were going to do. And I was like, oh, you could be screwing it up and have success. Oh my gosh. That's the whole fun of success is even when you're <laughs> successful, you're screwing it up and you know, yes. being sued, of course, is always the fun part. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things that disappoints me in this world that um, we don't talk enough about the, the, you know, those dark nights, the, the uh, blood, sweat and tears that go into starting a company and becoming successful, mm-hmm. those doubts, what it was like, <clears throat> You know, people will talk about in their books if you read them, but it seems like, especially in Instagram, where we have so much fakeness and FOMO and people putting up mm-hmm. fake, you know, you can, you can go have pictures on a private jet taken for you that, you know, you can, you can barely afford the pictures, you probably write a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you can, you can try and fake your way to success, but you know, it really people are going to know if you're full of shit eventually. Mm-hmm. And it, the truth will out. <laughs> <laughs> the truth will out eventually. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen people that I was like, man, for two years, I really thought you were successful on social media with everything you do. And turns out you now admitted that you're living out of your car. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> had me on that one. Got me on that one. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how people still support them. And I'm just like, they lied to you for two years and you're going to keep throwing money at that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, the, the journey, you know, it's all about the journey. I think we focus too much on the destination. Absolutely. And the fantasy of the overnight hockey stick success when it really just looks like a jumbled arrow that's going all over the place. Nobody knows what direction that's going. Yeah. And I was super scared to start the podcast at first because I knew what I was asking these people to do. I was asking them to come on and present the less perfect side of themselves as a business owner, admit mm-hmm. to mistakes, admit to disasters. and. I was very scared, especially with the first probably 10, 20 episodes that we wouldn't go deep. We would stay super surface surface level, kind of like the interview. What's, what's your biggest weakness? Oh, you know, I'm such a perfectionist. 
more bullshit. <laughs> we can see right through those canned responses, right? But then in the, the first week, I had somebody talk about, um, you know, not feeling like they were qualified to be an entrepreneur because they had a day job and a side hustle. I had oh. somebody else talk about um, never really feeling like he knew what he was doing, even though he was approaching the million dollars a year in revenue mark. Wow. I had somebody talk about losing 80% of her business over the course of two weeks and walking in on her son and husband talking about shutting things down and how they were going to recover. And like, when it got deep like that, I was like, I'm on to something here. People yeah. want to tell these stories. Give us the ugly, the ugly journey, man. You know what, yeah. what, you know, the, the people who woke up at 50 and decided to start a business or decided to do something else. Give me, give me those people, you know, cause mm -hmm. like we just, we just see people are successful and just go, oh, why, why can't I be like <laughs> them? And you're just like, if, do you know how much bloodletting they they put out to to do them? You know, uh, they, you know, they're, well, they're probably down to one kidney and <laughs> half a lung, whatever they sold to make success. And you know, for for me, sold my soul, and you know, for mm -hmm. five dollars, it was it was a good deal at the time. But another uh, good callback. Another good callback. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, final thoughts on, as we go out and what anything we might have missed, uh, pitch out to people to pick up the book. Um, oh, that's such a good question. I think understanding that there is so much mental game to this. And mm -hmm. you mentioned something that I, I want to highlight that I think is really smart. Um, often we're looking at somebody that we admire and thinking, I really, really want what they have. Mm. but we only want a piece of what they have. We want the easy parts, the thing that we perceive <laughs> until you're really ready to trade a hundred percent of your life for a hundred percent of theirs. I don't think you want what they have because I don't want to be an Olympic athlete. Cause I don't want to get up at four o'clock in the morning every day and work out for six hours. straight. <laughs> yeah, screw that. I don't want to do it. I want to sleep in, uh, uh you know, I'm, I'm going to have the pizza. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so if you don't want it that bad, don't beat yourself up over it. You can find a way to do it that works for you. But I got we got to stop envying other people and being in, and start being inspired by what they're doing and going, okay, cool, that's possible. I see evidence of that right there in front of my face. How can I go do my version of that? Yeah. That's what I really want people to do. Don't envy other people. Do the work. Like people mm -hmm. always ask me, like Chris, what podcast do you listen to? And I think it's uh, Sam. Um, what's his face is one of the few I listen to. Sam. Uh, oh, he's the he's the he's the brilliant mind uh, guy. Mm. I don't know why I can't place him right now. Um, but so I listen to him, and I uh, who who is it? It's Sam Harris because uh, I really like his stuff. It's very intellectual. It's not very funny, but it's very intellectual. <laughs> um, and uh, But that's about it. I don't really consume other people's podcasts unless I see them on TikTok. And people mm -hmm. always ask me, they're like, why? I thought, you know, all you podcasters, I don't know, you go to podcaster club and hang out and have drinks or something. I'm like, no, man, I'm too busy. I got shit to do and I'm trying to get better and I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. too busy making content. We we do three to four shows a day, weekday, yes, fifteen to twenty a week. Um, we're we're just a little bit busy, and we're hammering down on, you know, we're we're one hundred percent engaged, just like you said. Jump in one hundred percent and go. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we 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 try and you know compare notes with other people if we get a chance. But we're not sitting around, you know. God, if I listen to other someone else's show more than I listen to mine, we'd have a problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. You can unintentionally borrow other people's influences if you're absorbing yeah. more than you're creating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some influences are good. And, you know, I, I think people can do, you know, what, what Tom Peters calls creative swiping. But, mm -hmm. you know, doing the work getting jumping in 100% and doing it you know i try looking sometimes looking at other people and being like oh, how do they do it and and how should i do it that way you know mm -hmm. everyone's personality is different like there's a lot of great podcasters out there that i can't do that delivery maybe they're yeah. really great comedians who are paid to be on the road or or maybe they're just really intelligent like sam harris like <laughs> me in a yeah. word salad uh debate with sam harris would be probably entertaining to watch because everyone would just be like you're an idiot and i just be <laughs> like i flunked second grade i can't help it please help me this is this is like fighting i don't know he's he's brilliant he he knows everything he has degrees so there you go uh, give me i thought i was the most self-deprecating person i knew uh you're yeah. trying to take the trophy from me man oh you should you should see what i deal with at night <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, give people a pitch out to buy the book where they can find you on the interwebs, please. Uh, you can find me at Permission to Kick Ass or at Angie Coley on most social media channels. Um, the book is available for pre-order right now on Amazon, releases on November 27th, as mentioned. It's got a really cool guidebook to go along with it that really helps with frameworks and exercises to wrap your head around how to get start started fast even though it's really intimidating sometimes how to put yourself out there. So I'm really excited to have people get the book, reach out, let me know how you're experiencing it. If you're loving it, if you're hating it, uh, well, send that message to, to somewhere else. I don't care no if you hate it. If they but hate <laughs> Fuck those people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I say. You know, I, I, when I, when I reached a point where the day of my book was published or a week before, I just had those uh, those thoughts that a lot of new authors have where it was just like, what if no one reads this book? And mm -hmm. I came to the conclusion that I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I spent a lot of time doing this book. I climbed this fucking mountain. I got this book out the next week. And I told my life story. And it's memorialized for as long as, I don't know, Amazon's in business. Pretty, I don't mm -hmm. know, 40 years after I die or something. I got to tell my story. And it's in a book for however long that lasts you know some archaeologist gonna find it and be like these people are idiots um <laughs> and uh it's out there i told my story yeah. done finay i don't give a fuck if anybody buys it i don't mm -hmm. care i don't care anymore i don't care if that people was like the experience it, that was the experience i had with launching it i initially had this yeah. big production plans you know i'm turning 40 on december 1st that was the reason <laughs> that i pushed to get the book out huh? like yeah i launched a book 40th birthday woohoo um, and i realized i had this pressure on myself to do this great big over-the-top launch that was going to instantly have me be the new york Times bestseller and at some point last week about two weeks out i went no nah, i launched a book that's all i care about if i make 20 sales the first week cool this is the long game the book is done it's out there yeah. and then yeah. you got you got you know several years to promote it and stuff so exactly exactly uh, well, it's been fun to have you on the show, Angie, and I'm glad you've finally given us all in my audience permission to kick ass. <laughs> permission granted. You had it all along. There, oh, damn it. Really? Wow. All right, well, now <laughs> yeah. it's official. Now it's official. So thank you, Angie, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. There you go. Thanks to our audience for uh, joining in. Now you officially have given given notice by Angie to uh, go kick ass. So go forth, kick ass. Buy our book so you can help uh, get advisory on how to 
get down that road of kicking ass. Uh, as always, uh, go kick ass on goodreads.com, for chess Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, for chess Chris Voss, YouTube.com, for chess Chris Voss. Subscribe to the big 130,000 group on LinkedIn, the LinkedIn newsletter. That thing just grows like a weed. Chris Voss one on TikTok and Chris Voss Facebook.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.